Today, um, what God gave me will start in Jeremiah 6 and 16. But I want to talk about the ancient paths. The ancient paths. And that scripture, I was reading it the other day. I was listening to it on my studies. And it just stood out to me. And, it, and God has kept it on my heart all week. So we're going to discuss it a little bit. Jeremiah 6 and 16. And I'm going to start in the King James Version. But I want to also read you a couple other versions. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. I'll stop there. That was the King James Version. The New Living Translation reads, This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. The message version is, version is quite uh, interesting. It says, Go stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right uh, route for your souls. And I kind of like them all. They're all kind of neat. Um, but they all give direction. The ESV says, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look. Ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. And, and I was thinking today, and as I look at Facebook, I get on it occasionally and look through people's, uh, you know, what has been posted. Most of it's um, encouraging things, but... Also, I get discouraged because I see paths that people have chosen to take. And I know it's not a good path. It's not one of the ancient tried and true paths. And you know, with anything in our lives, everything begins with a decision. Whatever path we take in our lives. Um, you know, the simple things. What are you going to wear today? <laughs> That's always a journey for me. I don't know about you all. Um, the husband and wife thing. What are we going to eat today? Oh, that's a never-ending thing, you know. What, what do you want to eat? Well, I don't know. What do you want to eat? You know, everything, all the journeys begin with this decision. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then you take the proper paths, the proper college courses, the proper college uh, classes, whatever it may be, technicals, you know, learning that trade. But everything starts with this decision and this decision. And, and, and we know and we know and we know and we know that God um, has saved us from sin. And we can identify sin when we see it. We can see temptation. It's easy to see it. You know, this is the temptation. This is not of God. And we, when we don't cho choose that path, 
we've chosen the good path, you know, the righteous path, path. But do you ever think that your thoughts are paths that you have chosen? You allow them to control and to manipulate what you do, how you feel, what you say, the way you behave. Your path changes your whole day, doesn't it? When you get up in the morning, if you're running late, it sets the tone for your whole day, doesn't it? It has walked you that whole path. You, you've got it walked out already in a rush and hurry. and Nothing seems right. Nothing goes right. The kids are late for school. You're late for work, you know, and the traffic is horrible. And, and you know these paths and, and some of us have experienced things in our lives that wasn't our own doing a lot of it was some of it wasn't we were too young we didn't have say so we didn't have control we didn't have whatever we were deceived whatever it may be but we allow that thought that mindset to predict our path to take us down these paths and I want you to see today, if nothing else, that these decisions, even your thoughts, can take you to paths that are not the good path, the tried and true path, the ancient path. It's hard. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, he says, I am the way. He's talking about a path the only way to get there modern day says there are many paths to god there is not i am the way jesus said i am the way that's the only way he didn't say you know you might get here if you follow me no he says i am the way there's only one way he says, and, and the truth. He always, that come right with it. I am the way and the truth. The tried and true path is his way. And he says, and the life. It's amazing that all three of those are put together because the path you choose, if you walk in the truth, you will have life. They go hand in hand. So let's stop for a moment and think about some of the decisions we've made. Past, present, future, whatever you want to look at. Is it the way? God's way? Is it the true path? The truth path of truth according to God's word? Now I know. You know, it sounds silly, but we do. We should take everything to God, even the silliest things. Even the silliest things. I heard a pastor talking this morning. He loves to do photography. He was out taking photography in a place, doing taking pictures of a lighthouse on a beach somewhere. And he had his equipment with him, and he only takes some of it, so he leaves his car and he locks it up and he goes because he has lots of equipment in the car. And he's taking pictures. Well, it come time to come home and he reaches in his pocket and there's no keys. No keys. 
And so he's wandering around all by himself in this lonely place. And he kept, and he just repeated to himself, God, you're still in control. This will go the way that you want it to go. So still no keys, <laughs> still no people <laughs> for help. And he kept saying, God, I know that you are still in control, and this, is, this will work out for your good. He says, I walked by a sign, and it says, high crime area. <laughs> he said, God, you're still in control. <laughs> I'm going to trust you. He didn't concentrate on the problem, but he was calling on the one who could fix it. And he says, I always, always, always lock my car because I have so much camera equipment in it. It's very expensive. And he says... There's nobody around. I'm seeing all the signs that this is not a good place to be at dark. <laughs> and he says, I just happened to go and grab the back door to the car, and it came open. And he said, it had to be God because I know I always lock everything, and the keys were in the ignition. There they were. But, you know, I could see where a thought process could have taken him down a different path. But he stayed on that true path that path of truth, you're still in control. I am a child of God. You will always be there for me. You will never leave me nor forsake me. All things are going to work to my good. You know, he he's might not, not be saying those exact scriptures, but he's keeping his focus on the true path, the truth. And he has life to this day because of that, we believe. <laughs> but, I mean, it's your thoughts even something as simple as your thoughts can take you so far away. And we, when we look at taking the right paths in the scriptures, we always, of course, go back to the Ten Commandments. And, you know, uh, thou shalt not steal, kill, you know, all the wonderful paths that we should be walking or avoiding. Those are things. Definitely. Jesus added, kind of added to it. He summed it all up in Matthew 22, 34 and 40. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Do you see your thoughts included in that? Ooh. The second one was, you shall love your neighbors as yourself. I love myself pretty well. I feed myself very good. <laughs> I may not exercise, but I do love myself. <laughs> it's apparent that I take care of myself to the best of my knowledge. And sometimes not even that. But I do love myself. And I should love others just as well. Regardless of how they treat me. That's one of those truth things, you know. The true path. So, thoughts take us to paths. Good or bad. Good or bad. Good or bad. Today, this week I was walking. And I was in pain. Not from the walking, thank God but from something else. And I remember coming home from work that day. I didn't feel good. And, and I knew what was wrong. It was, you know, I had some oral surgery last week and I'm still kind of dealing with some of the replications of what has been done to the traumas that have been done. Nothing life-threatening or anything like that, but I could feel this heaviness coming upon me. It was depression. It was depression. It was, I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of feeling this way, I'm tired of not feeling good, you know. And as I walked, I thought, I have a choice. Am I going to allow this to be the path that I take? In my mind, 
and let it lead me down a path that's not true. I'm a child of God. Healing is, in, is part of my heritage. You may think it's simple, but I started walking and talking to God, and I started claiming that this path of thought, this thought path would not have dominion over me. And so I rebuked it. And by the end of the walk, I wasn't in pain anymore. Praise God. He still heals. He still heals. I believe, I take him at his word. His word is true. John said, you know, uh, that Jesus was the word that was come and, and lived among us. Jesus is the living word, in other words. But our thoughts take us captive and lead us down paths, good or bad. We have a choice. Ephesians 4, if you'll turn to me, with me there. And I'm in the ESV version. And the last little bit of that verse, starting or that chapter starting at 17, it talks about the new life. The new life. It says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their minds. What does that mean? It means the uh, coming to nothing, fertility. To be fruitile means to serve no useful purpose, to be completely ineffective. We have been brought away from that. We are no longer walking as the Gentiles, and you know, they thought they were the, un, they were the unsaved of the day because God, Jesus had come to the Jews first. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, the hardness of heart. That's a refusal. Do you know you could have a hard heart and still operate, try to operate as a Christian? You can. God's love is there. Are you going to allow to operate in it, though? It's got to, you've got to give it permission. It says, They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Oh, we're talking about a true path now. To put off your old self, I don't care what you were before, which belongs to your former manner of life. Do you notice that it is no longer yours unless you're claiming it? Old self, former manner, is corrupt through, and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. As Joyce Meyer says, the battlefield is the mind. And to put on the new created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak in Speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. He puts those thoughts in your mind. He knows what you were. 
how you operated before. He said, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have nothing to share with anyone, in, uh, may he may have something to share with anyone. Corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up. Oh, Lord, thoughts turn into words, don't they? Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up, as fits the, key, the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear it. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Well, I know what bitterness is because there's things in my life that I was bitter about and I've had to confront them because that is not who I am anymore. I can't allow bitterness to even have a root in my heart and my mind. Wrath, wrath is something that um, anger is you're upset with something. Wrath, though, is when you take something out on someone in the anger. You cause harm of some sort. May not be physical, maybe words. Slander is in there. Slander is when you are killing someone, maybe not physically, but with your words, their character, their effectiveness. And clamor is just loudness, complaining. You meet those people that are clamorous, they have nothing good to say about anything. If there's anything wrong, they'll point it out, and that's the only thing they talk about. And they continue to talk about it very loudly, <laughs> constantly. I don't like to sit around people who are like that. Eventually, that kind of rubs off. You have to be careful of that. So here we are, and it says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There's that path. He forgave me. I'm supposed to forgive others. That's that path, that tried and true path I'm supposed to walk in. I'm supposed to walk in. It's amazing how your thoughts choose you a path if you're not very careful. Romans 12 and 2, which is what we are always battling with, especially here we talk about it, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. By the renewal of your mind. Philippians 4, let's, see, let's go over there. How, how do we combat it? Well, we combat it by knowing the word, first of all. If you don't know the word, you don't know who you are, you don't know who he is, and you don't know the authority that you have. That's the most important. You've got to stay in the Word and know what the Word says. Philippians 4, it says, Rejoice. Uh, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We're supposed to be great people, rejoicing, happy, loving. Let your reasonableness be shown to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the 
God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's that path again, that tried and true. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. This is how you, you've, it all goes back to Christ Jesus. It all goes back to Christ Jesus. This is the ESV version. Prayer. What is prayer? We know what prayer is, don't we? We get on our knees. We give the Lord a big, long list, our Christmas list, our wants, our desires. We cry and complain about everything that's gone wrong and how he should fix it. And sometimes we tell him how to fix it. This is what I want you to do, Lord. No, that's not it. Prayer is coming to him knowing that he is the only hope. Yes, you can ask for what you want. It's got to be in line with the word of God. He's not always going to give it to you right away. He knows the timing is correct. He knows when it's the time to have it and when it's time not to have it. Prayer is asking. But prayer is also listening. It's a conversation. Listening. It's a little bit of both. Sometimes you have to shut your mouth to listen, right? <laughs> I'm working on that one still. All right, prayer and supplication. I always looked at supplication. I was like, that's like begging, you know. But it's a humbleness. It's not coming to God like Martha. And remember Martha and Mary when Lazarus died? One confronted him. They said the same words, but one confronted him, and one came to his feet. The hearts were different. Supplication. Do you ever go to God in prayer because you didn't get what you wanted, and you're like, why didn't you give me? Why can't I do this, Lord? Why didn't it work out this way? Oh, you're not going in supplication, girl. Well, I thought it would be this way, Lord. Oh, I'm the only one that has that problem, right? All right, and Thanksgiving. We should always be thankful. Why are we thankful? Because he created everything we see and what we don't see. He controls it all. And I have the privilege to bring whatever it is to him and know that he will hear me. It's a promise in the book. Ask what you want and you shall receive. It may not be my timing, it may not be when I think it should be. His ways are a lot different than mine. They're higher, <laughs> higher than as the earth is. But he's not turned a deaf ear to me as long as it's in line with his word and his plan. So seek God and think differently. Not according to um, everything that we know and you know and in the past verse 8 finally brothers whatever is true there's this path again whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things well that just rooted every negative thought out didn't it I think we just took it captive, didn't we? 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Take every thought captive to obedience of Christ. There's that path again. It's not in my own power. It's in his power. He's given it to me. I have the authority. 
through Christ Jesus. It's not any self-help or anything that's brought me to this point. It's Christ. Isaiah 26 and 3, the ESV version says that he keeps in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because that person trusts him. Where does your thoughts lead you? What path does it take you on? Is it the tried and true? The ancient path? The old ways? James 1 and 8 says that a double-minded man is unstable. <laughs> I've walked that road too. <laughs> we call that bipolar where I come from. <laughs> you never know if you're going to get the good or the bad. <laughs> Some days Benny Gross rolls over and he never knows who's coming out. <laughs> the saint or the sinner? No, it's, it's been the saint a whole lot. But this morning he did do something that irritates me. <laughs> he takes a certain path to church and to me it's longer path. And usually I say, why do you go this way? And we have this discussion and I chose a different path today. <laughs> I chose to be quiet. I chose a different path. I didn't allow my emotions and my thoughts to choose a path. If I had done that, do you think that maybe it had affected the way I taught today? Definitely condemnation would have been here. <laughs> I'm the Holy Spirit would have checked me right away. But I chose a different path. And I did shut my mouth. He don't even know it until he hears this today. <laughs> Usually I do fuss at him because it's the longer path. But anyways, help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> it's great. Colossians 3, let's look at that. But, I mean, it's that's how simple. Just one little word or lack of word can make a difference. You choose a different path. This one says, putting on the new self. It says, verse 1, if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above make the decision to think and behave godly righteously like who you are in Christ Jesus where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on things that are above and not on the things that are of the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Spiritually, the old man is dead. My sin is gone. I've been made new. But I'm hidden. My life is hidden with Christ in God. John 3 and 30 says, I, He must increase and I must decrease. That is the greatest disappearing act you'll ever see as a Christian. Walk the path that she made before Christ. My life is now hidden in Christ. When I look at hidden, I, I think I am protected. I am blessed. I am covered. And I'm in the shadow of the Almighty. But that's what they should see. Him. Not me. And they should come to you and say, something's different. Kenneth, you don't say those words anymore. You don't behave the way that you used to. Those things that you used to love to do, they're a little different now. They're not the same. There's a wisdom and understanding about you. The Holy Spirit is awesome. 
He leads and guides us into all truth, doesn't he? But we have to, you know, remember when we were kids and we were crossing the road, what they tell you to do? Stop, look, and listen. That's how you make the right path. Let's go back to our original verse. Isaiah 16. Stand at the crossroads. You've got a decision to make. You've got more than one path to look at. Look. Ask for the ancient path, the tried and true path. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Ask where the good way is. Heavenly Father, I need your help right now. I need to understand. The Holy Spirit is mine. He gives me direction. He leads, guides, and directs me and comforts me. He's there. Put him to work. He loves it. That's what he's for. And walk in it. There's that listen. Listen. You've got to listen to him. You've got to be obedient to what he shows you. He showed you the good path. How many times did you know the good path, but you chose the other path? Am I the only one that's ever done that? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Holy Spirit spoke up real quick. That wasn't what I told you to say. That wasn't what I told you to do. That wasn't where I asked you to go. So many times, so many times, when I wasn't obedient, it came back. And I understood why God asked me to do it that way. And if I had done it that way, it would have made a difference in that person's life, maybe. I'm sure it would have. Because God doesn't do things that doesn't bless other people and bless you. And I have to stand back and look at myself and say, gosh, I missed the mark. Just because I thought it was insignificant or, or we got busy or I got distracted. Oh, my gosh, I missed it. And because of me, this person is sitting in doubt when I could have cleared it all up for him. With your help, of course. Don't think the teacher hasn't walked a few paths herself. Proverbs 3 and 5, I'll leave you these words. My time's up. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. What does it mean to acknowledge him? I paraphrased a lot of that, depending on the version you looked at. Acknowledge means to admit that this is the truth. Recognize it as authority. Respond to it. Acknowledge God's word as the truth. Listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Stop. There's a crossroads. I've got a decision to make. These thoughts are in my head. Whatever it is is before me. Look. I can distinguish the good and the bad. The Holy Spirit will even give you that. It give you. It says if you lack knowledge, ask for it. It says, ask for it. He'll give it to you. He's no respecter of person. Listen to the guidance. Hear it and do it. Father, I thank you. 